Welcome back to the 750. I am your OR Joe Ochoa. He is your 75 two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer. And by the looks of it, one of Santa's most hardest working elves, the one, the only, Tony Casillas. TC, what up? Um, I'm doing great. This is the you know Christmas week and try to create some spirit and as I mentioned before we started our podcast, it's, uh, you know, we try to celebrate the holiday as much as possible, probably more this year because of just the pandemic. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I am trying to, uh, you know, create some, uh, some spirit and, uh, I will, I guess, go to all extremes to, to spread the joy. Uh, so however ridiculous I may look, look, you know, as long as I'm, as long as we're happy and we're creating uh, <laughs> some spirit, that's uh, I guess that would be my, my goal. So I think uh, you look sharp, Tony. Anybody that's watching on YouTube can see um, you're decked out um, in in the holiday spirit. So and oh, I, by the way, I think uh, if you haven't got your Christmas shopping done, I, I, when when does Amazon quit quit oh, delivering? Well, now I mean we're, we're you're flirting <laughs> with like getting it in time because you're flirting with this. Yeah, because right <laughs> today our, our recording day is the 22nd so uh hopefully um you know and shout out to all the delivery drivers in in the world i mean um all throughout this year and certainly this time of year uh making things happen for a lot of people so um tony i, I have two things that i want to start with uh, before mm-hmm. we get into the cowboys the first uh the nfl lost one of its greatest players on monday uh, Kevin Green, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, won a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. Mike McCarthy's Green Bay Packers uh, on his staff in 2010 that won Super Bowl 45. Um, played in, in your era, one of the most dominant defensive linemen, you know, to, to ever line up. I mean, I saw you tweet about it. I, yeah. I mean, he was so young. Just what a tragedy. Yeah, I think that it really resonates with me more, Jay, because I, I go back to and I'm not trying to put something out there in the universe goes back to when I was a player and every year the NFLPA president, we'd have a meeting uh, with all the players and just uh, did a statistic on the mortality of players that played in the National Football League, how uh, the longevity of life and mortality rate and how alarmingly sad it was. And, and so I guess the point is, is that when you, Kevin Green especially was just this very charismatic player. I mean, he was, he was kind of the WWE type of, Mm. Uh, just the type of guy. I mean, he did that. I think he did the one of those, uh, you know, wrestling mania deals. But he just played with so much passion. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the biggest dude, but he just loved the rush to passer. And I always thought a guy like that would live forever. And, and as you mentioned, 58 years old and dying uh, just uh, from sudden causes. I don't, uh, I'm not even going to assume what happened, but that's regardless of what the fact is that he's gone at 58 years old. That Man, he's a he's a brother. I mean, in the fraternity in the National Football League, right. especially in my era, people have watched him, and and it is again. I go back to the that mortality rate, and I think about the the life is so short. It really is, and we don't think about that. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I'm older, a lot older than you, but you just never know. But I mean, mm-hmm. he was such a, an electric player. He was contagious. Uh, he was a guy that was undersized, a guy that just played with a lot of uh, enthusiasm I just really knew the nuances of the game studied uh, we're talking about a guy that's third in all-time sacks in the National Football League and gone at 58 man and uh, and and look I mean he played with had that Superman Superman persona and right. you think Superman lives forever but 
you know, as you mentioned, gone at 58 years old, so sad. And, and just think about his family and everything else, but man, it's, there's too many things going on in 2020 that just sucks. And this is just an example of that. Just another, yeah. another person that's just was taken too early. Um, I thought Mike McCarthy sounded just, you know, I mean, as you would imagine, I mean, just mm-hmm. um, it's it's been a long year for a lot of people, and 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 Mike McCarthy losing a friend and, and Kevin Green again. Um, there, there's a great clip of Kevin Green uh, from when the Packers won the Super Bowl, and he's talking to Clay Matthews, so a player that kind of played a lot like Kevin Green, just this fiery, you know, loud, boisterous personality on the field, and and coaching Clay up and saying, "Now's your time. We need to play. Got to go break this game open." And he forces a fumble on Richard Mendenhall, the Pittsburgh Steelers running back at the time that really swung that game. Um, and just kind of one of those guys that, that people loved and, and sort of was like the, the center of, of electricity in the room. Yeah, and, uh, and if people don't know who Kevin Green is, I just uh, I just really just recommend that you go and just look him up and watch his play. I mean, he kind of – he was kind of that Lawrence Taylor type of the 3-4 outside rusher, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stood up and uh, – but yeah, I mean, the guy, if you watch him play, and you mentioned Clay Matthews, who played like, I don't know, 50 years in the National Football League, but uh, again, had a lot of longevity. I mean, if you if you want to see a guy just really ball, watch, go go look up Kevin Green. I mean, he was the example of a baller. So um, our, we're dropping this episode um, Tuesday afternoon, right about lunchtime for everybody. And if you're getting to it before um, the evening, I believe this evening, Tuesday evening, NFL Network is airing uh, Kevin Green's episode of A Football Life, one of the better episodes. Yeah. And so you can go kind of learn about his life. Um, also, Kevin Green had one of the best Hall of Fame speeches I've ever heard. Um, he was very passionate about the military. I mean, just, just um, again, a tragic loss. And, and it's hard to segue from that into anything else, Tony. But I did want to ask you about this. Um, I saw you shared. I had no idea that this existed. Um, now, I know that you're a big Netflixer. Um, my wife and I, by the way, started The Mandalorian from the very beginning. And so it's, uh, it's been a fun ride so far. Looking forward to finishing it and avoiding all spoilers. But something that a lot of people are watching, I know a lot of my family are watching, is the new series about Selena. And, yeah. uh, and I saw you shared, holy <laughs> crap, uh, in 1993, you yeah. in, in Arlington, she was performing. And right. you, you, you went out there to plug your TV show. Like, <laughs> I don't, if I, you got it. If you're if you're listening, Google or YouTube, Tony Casilla, <laughs> Selena Arlington. It was incredible. And dude, the jean shorts. Oh yeah, oh my the, gosh, that was a '90s look. And man, I just got to touch my heart because it was so funny, uh, ironic that you mentioned that. That I was, you know, I finished the Selena series, and I, I had a chance to, man, just the privilege of meeting her and her family in the '90s. And, you know, when the Cowboys were just were so dominant and just prevalent. And that's when her career really, you know, the Tahana music and all these different festivals. So she performed a couple of times. I remember, I, I believe I introduced her at Texas Stadium and, uh, and there was like 25,000 people there. Uh, but just out, of the, just out of the blue, RJ, I get this DM from someone that said, look, I, look what I found. And I opened it up it was this YouTube video of Selena performing in Arlington and here I am this football player you, you know, the Cowboys the rock star Cowboys the Latino and introducing Selena and getting up there and, 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 and at, at that moment I didn't realize obviously what the future would hold for her and right. let alone the tragedy of her dying so young but man I just I I couldn't help but just getting 
teared up and just emotionally about that because, you know, my Spanish wasn't good and I felt really, I felt really kind of, uh, I would say insecure when I, when I spoke, tried to speak Spanish. Cause you know, I grew up, I wasn't, it was more prejudice to, to be uh, Latino. Right. And, and so when I got up there, I was thinking, man, I just don't, don't, don't mess it up, Tony. And to see that and to experience that. And again, as you mentioned, man, that's the nineties, but man, the fact that I was able to introduce an angel uh, now to be able to have that uh, in my little archive, archive uh, resume video, Man, that's one of my highlights of my career, man. I'm just glad. Uh, I think uh, I'm trying to think of the guy I shared. I'll have to look it up. But man, praise to God, man, that he sent it to me because I was look. I was searching for that when all this came out. I was like, man, I got something. So you you remembered it and everything. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. And I I just don't the video. I was lost video, but man, uh, it was it was really cool, man. Wow, it was Um, was a blessing. Again, the the look just (laughs) screamed nineties. Like, oh, my wife is like, damn, that's the thing she said. How about that shirt you had on? You had oh, this floral God, shirt on. And was it the jean shorts I had on? It was jean short. Like you, oh, yeah. you looked like you were going on the like the peak Hawaiian oh, vacation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, straight up, what, man. What was straight super, up, <laughs> What was super cool was because I watched the whole thing. Yeah. And the the first like view of you, you're signing some kids' shirt. Like it's just mm. the most like '90s possible. <laughs> and I don't because you can correct me if I'm wrong. This this seemed like it was um, fairly quickly after the the the, the yeah. Super Bowl twenty seven. Oh my so gosh! After yeah, the first one. Yeah. And, and she was there and, and, and there were so many people there. And and uh, and I really got hooked on Tahana music when Selena came out on the scene. La, La Tropa F.A., all these different right. you know, 90s. Well, then her brother. And, and yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to give you credit because you said that y'all were going to go back and win it again. And <laughs> and you did. Yeah, we did. That was, that's the best part about it, man. I called it out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you got enough credit. You you called it. So uh, that was really cool. Um, and the so, video, uh, the video was a little grainy, wasn't it? Oh, dude! Again, <laughs> definitely wasn't shot on an iPhone. I it was so like, and because again, this is this is like fresh on the mind we, of this year. It looked like footage from the Last Dance. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it, yeah. it was the same like time of year. So I don't that, even that, think it was that good. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. Um, was. Okay. So, uh, well, thanks for bringing that up, brother. I, oh, the, I, awesome. I didn't even think about that, man. Everybody but, needs to go YouTube yeah. that. But um, okay, Tony. So. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost on Monday night to a team that the Dallas Cowboys housed last week. So clearly the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> but the Cowboys themselves, Tony, winners of two in a row for the first time this year. Hope is alive in the NFC East. Uh, the Cowboys are now depending on one of Kevin Green's teams, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Cowboys, if, if you stum- somehow still haven't seen this, they need Washington to lose out and they need to win out. So Washington has the Panthers this week. Dallas has the Eagles and your boy Jalen Hurts. And then next week, Washington has Hurts himself and the Cowboys visit the Giants. Are you any more optimistic than you were this time last week, Tony? Um, I, I'm optimistic that they continue to finish games. I, I think there's still some issues with them. I, 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 I don't want to discount what they've done. I, mean, I look at the teams that they've, they've, they've won the last two games and, by no, by not, by any means is it uh, you know that impressive. But Cincinnati beats Pittsburgh, and then so I I, I think that it's uh, I think that it's it's credible. I think it's a lot better than than again just uh, you know 
booking, getting ready for, you know, the holiday season and getting ready for the off season. Um, the NFC East, I saw you tweeted that the Cowboys are the only one that won in the NFC East last week. And, and look, I don't, I don't think there's any reason why to think the Cowboys can't beat the, the Eagles. I mean, Jalen sure. Hurts, which is, which is kind of interesting. I mean, uh, Oklahoma's claiming him as more than Alabama is. And I think he did more work at Alabama. But that's, uh, you know, besides the point. The point is, is that I, I don't know. I think, I think they can do enough things offensively to give them an opportunity to stay in the game. And I don't think we could have said this maybe five weeks ago. I think they can, you know, I think Andy Dalton is uh, efficient enough. I think the whole case and the whole, uh, you know, the argument of Tony Pollard being able to create some more energy. And, you know, I think that's what happens. Everyone, you know, I see on social media, everyone forgets about, you know, Zeke has one bad year and everybody's hating him because he's, but Tony Pollard has taken advantage of the situation. Uh, but to the point, I don't, as far as them winning out, I mean, I think they have a chance to do that. I don't think that you know, the NFC East, does it really scare you? I mean, look at the, the teams in, in the NFC East. Um, right. And I think for them, I think that's important for them to uh, mentally to try to finish out. And um, I, I don't think, uh, you know, the Eagles should scare them because I think <laughs> Jalen Hurts is a young dude. I mean, he's, he was good last week. But, look, I mean, we've seen the, the games in the National Football League. I think the Eagles are better. Obviously, with 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 Jalen Hurts as opposed right. to Carson Wentz, um, but I think the Cowboys are in a pretty good position. I mean, they're not going to go anywhere. I mean, it, it's good to feel good about themselves, but other than that, I, I I think that there's there's probably a little bit more you know confidence than I did before. So I um I have a few thoughts here. My first is. Both teams have improved at quarterback since the last time they played. The last mm -hmm. Cowboys Eagles game we got was Carson Wentz versus Ben DiNucci. This this is better on both. And I think we both think. I I, I don't know that that this really means anything. But the Cowboys have won three of their last five games. Um. So I mean, yeah, this isn't like an accident. I mean, it's not again the mark of a great team. But uh, but and and that kind of segues into my next point. I think that. Things are just kind of normalizing. Um, so I tweeted out, you're right, that the Cowboys are the only team in the division to win. And I got a lot of Eagles fans in my mentions that were like, yeah, well, the Cowboys are the only team to play a team under 500 because the Eagles played the Cardinals, the Giants played the Browns, and the Washington football team played the Seattle Seahawks. And you think about that, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Browns, those are three teams that the Cowboys already got destroyed by this year. Um, meanwhile, the Cowboys obviously got to play the Niners, who these teams have played. Washington already beat them. And my point is, like, you know, the, the Cowboys ran into all those teams, those tough teams, early on in the season. And everybody, everybody thought there was this massive gap between Washington or between Dallas and the rest of the division. And I'm not trying to come out here and say that the Cowboys are really good. I just think while the Cowboys were running into the beast, the other teams are running into tomato cans. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, yeah. like, now, you know, the, the circle of parity is finishing mm -hmm. and the other teams yeah. are playing those really good teams and the Cowboys are playing the tomato cans and it's like, whoa, are the Cowboys better now? No, the Cowboys are just playing the bad teams. The other teams played earlier in the year. Um, and so one of those teams is now the Eagles, um, and I think that that will be an interesting matchup, uh, certainly. I, I agree with you mostly in that it's nice that Christmas is this week and that the Cowboys are in it. You know, families are going to talk all over the world and say, man, do you think the Cowboys can, can do this? And that's fun. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I, I, you know, it's never fun when they're mathematically eliminated, which they might be on Sunday. Um, you mentioned the, the Zeke thing. That's, 
without question, the biggest takeaway from last week's win over the 49ers. Um, I, I don't think it's completely fair to just throw away Zeke, but, but I do think that there is a lot of data to support that he's not this elite running back anymore and that Tony Pollard should be part of the overall game plan. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, without a doubt, I think the argument's there. And I I know for a player that gets has been injured before and someone go out and take advantage of the situation and see it just kind of unfold in your eyes, it's not a very good feeling. And I think we all we all wanted to prove, we wanna we wanted to see Tony Pollard see what he could do when he got all the reps when it was his time. Right. Where he could take advantage of the situation. And uh, I think that we saw what he's capable, his capability. I mean, the guy's slippery, he's elusive. He, he, we saw when he scored, he just wanted, you know, he just, he pushed that accelerator and was able to, you know, just get away from the pack and score a touchdown. We saw that. We haven't seen that. And Zeke can look, I mean, it's the same offensive line that Zeke has had with this. I mean, th- yeah, they made a point in the broadcast. This, this is the first time this, this, uh, this, Offensive line, the guys that they have starting now has been together, what, for the last three games. And right. so, I mean, it doesn't, to me, it just it matters. And, and we said, mentioned this this year is that Zeke is this franchise player. We want to see the franchise players carry the team, that even if it's not the quarterback. And yeah, it just if, really if hasn't. Pay, yeah, it, if you pay a guy, it. you want to see him play well. Exactly. Just that's so, that, so that it's not a waste. And yeah. that's fair. I mean, that is nothing unfair about that. And I sometimes that really it bothers me that players like okay well they don't they want to get paid all the money but they don't want all the criticism when they're not performing and you want your cake and eat it and unfortunately that's not the way the this is the the, the business of playing football and being criticized by us or whoever that's part of the whole genetics of this of playing the game okay so I'm I'm curious about something Tony and. The Cowboys have won two games in a row, so maybe maybe that kind of shakes mm-hmm. it. Um, but I, so we're talking on Tuesday morning. Monday night, it was announced that the Pro Bowl rosters were announced. The Cowboys don't have a single Pro Bowler. Um, I believe I saw a tweet from David Hellman of DallasCowboys.com. It is the first time since 1989 
Um, yeah. the, the first year that Jerry Jones owned the Cowboys, uh, that the Cowboys don't have a single pro bowler. Now they might get one. It's an alternate, uh, the, the pro bowl does not mean today what it did when you were playing. Um, you know, I, before, you know, it was, it was a part of your resume, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, the, I, the hall of fame bus in, in Canton, they, they say like, you know, 10 times pro bowl or whatever, like now it's like, does that really matter? You know, like whatever. I mean, because well, so I mean, many, to, yeah, for those, for those accolades and that resume, you need the Pro Bowl. But as far as right. playing in it and being an honor, not so totally. much. Totally. Um, so the point is, though, the Cowboys were flexed out. And I, tw- I tweeted this after the Cowboys won. I said that game is without doubt going to be far more entertaining than whatever the Giants and Browns do on Sunday Night Football. And sure enough, it was. Uh, but the Cowboys were flexed out of Sunday Night Football. They don't have a single Pro Bowler. Um I feel, and that's why I'm really curious for your opinion. It's been very interesting to hear Troy be critical, as we've talked about. Although Troy, not that Troy is like constantly bagging on the Cowboys, but Troy has never been shy to, you know, call a spade a spade. Um, You know, Darren Woodson's done some media rounds, as we talked about, and he's kind of called the team out. I I do feel like um, among you guys, people that, you know, put blood, sweat, and tears into lifting this organization up, I do, shame is not the right word. Uh, but for lack of a better word, it does feel like there's a greater level of shame than there ever has been. Um, like, like, because in years past, it's felt like, oh, this sucks. The Cowboys have reached a new low, like everything's bad, whatever. But then like nothing ever changes. Um, I do, I don't on a, I don't want to say like this time's different, but this time does kind of feel different. It, it does feel like, like the level of embarrassment is impossible to ignore this time. I don't know if you agree. I think it, you know, for me, it's more not shame. It's more embarrassment because I think that, you know, for me as a defensive player and obviously, you know, Troy's connection and Woody's connection is a little bit more than mine. They've been over there their whole careers, but still I was part of a, a tremendous dynasty, not to downplay that or not. But the point is, is that, you know, when Troy, you know, when he makes comments, people listen and he's, you know, a lot of people, the expectation is that, he's going to be a homer and right. just kind of kind of have that Michael Irvin Emmett Smith type of take on the Cowboys never said anything negative because I don't know they just don't feel like it's they it, you know it's, it's their you know their bravado whatever they want to do they they just they don't say anything negative but I, I think for me to watch I think defensively is just really really hard to watch considering there's so, been so many great players and to your point about no pro bowlers, that's just an indictment on how bad you are this year. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Zach Martin, uh, how many pro bowls has he made? He, I mean, he's obviously, never not been to the pro bowl. So this is the first time for him not to make the pro bowl and he's been injured. And, you know, if that guy doesn't go, then, you know, you know, that something's wrong with his team and right. And defensively, again, I'm going to go back to the same the usual suspects. Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith. D Law was so. There, I think that people attack them both um, for different reasons. D Law had the forced fumble on Sunday on Nick Mullins. Yeah, and- I, I, without a doubt, I think D Law is playing. But I mean, again, it's it's the expectation. I'm using a more in reference of what people are expecting to put up sure. the numbers, and it, and it certainly hasn't been that year. I, I for whatever reason it's been, I, I it just he hasn't been a dominant force that people expect. And he's not going to have. I mean, what does he have, eight, nine sacks now, something like that. I mean, maybe he can get to double digits. He only had five last year, uh, if I'm correct. Um, 
but I mean, to the point where there's no pro bowlers. Look, I remember when I played, when we, when we had the number one defense in the National Football League in 1992 when we went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. We had no pro bowlers on our defense. And we deserved to have guys because no one knew, who, knew our names. And, right. and your point about, you know, it's not as important. I mean, back in the day, whenever we went to the Pro Bowl, it was a physical exertion. Yeah, the, the game itself was a, a whole yeah. lot different. Yeah. So, so guys just really just kind of opt out this year because they don't, you know, it's, well, this, it's more like this, a flag this year, football. Yeah, it's, this it's, year of all years, it, it's just on Madden. Yeah. So, I mean, but, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's just – it's still – it's an honor, and it should be. Um, so I don't want to like dwell on this cause this, this feels like it happened forever ago, but again, I've never played in the NFL. So I'm very curious for your take here. Um, a lot of people, Tony were bagging on Jalen Smith because he didn't know that the game had been flexed from prime time to noon until he met with the media last Wednesday, I believe. Um, did, did that ever happen to you? Like, like, were you, were you ever like on a Friday unaware of what actual time the game i know that like you know again now now they've got it like monitors everywhere but i know like back in the day they had like poster boards on on stands and stuff with all your schedules and, and everywhere you've got to be uh you know whiteboards and things like that um cue cards when you're right, right, chalk, chalkboards uh but like like so put it on it, the, the board when you whiteboard when you go into a meeting the game right. is at noon this this week if but you so, guys want to make sure that you guys are on time did you ever <laughs> did you ever not know like what time not like on friday. Late, late in the week like well it was wednesday i think it was Wednesday. it was yeah, earlier probably than i mean I, I think it could happen and, and i don't have a problem issue with that right. i i look i'm more concerned about him knowing which gap to hit and not make a tackle 10 yards down the field uh i'm a little bit more worried about that and it's not going to bother me. I'm not going to not going to pick on Jalen Smith. Although, you know, I've tweeted out things about him before, and 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 you know, I think that that's that's good criticism. I mean, I think any player that cannot take criticism and understand that, look, I'm you know, that's I'm being judged. I don't have a problem with it. But to not now, if this would have happened on Friday, yeah, I think everybody would have been all over it. But I mean, you know, when what time you're playing. But Wednesday. Wednesday's kind of like, okay, but I'm surprised because Jalen, you know, I've I assumed Jalen Smith is real cognizant of what's on social media and what, what's being said about him, but maybe he just said that, just say, eh, what, maybe he was just being a little sarcastic, I don't know, but regardless, it's just it was, another, it's another, just uh, gives all the Jalen Smith haters an opportunity to, to rag on him even more. It was a really interesting comment, specifically how he said if Jerry wasn't tripping, then they were good. That was my problem with it because I, I, if if you're if you're Jalen Smith and you're not upset that you're flexed off of prime time, that's one thing. First of all, I mean, you know, you that's the thing about this team is that it's all referenced into the owner, and and I've said this on our broad, on our podcast before, the comfortability that they have with the owner and just disregard you know the coach or head coach I mean that's the problem with some of that's the that's the nature that's the right. you know culture of these cowboy players well and that's that that's you know again that's that was my issue I I, I wrote a thousand words on this because I was so upset myself <laughs> um because again if if you're Jalen Smith and you're not upset that you were flexed off of primetime I can accept that. I disagree with you. I think you should be upset. I think you should be embarrassed because you're that bad. But fine, if, if you can come to that conclusion of your own accord, 
I respect your ability to do that. However, if your immediate thought process is, oh, I only feel the way Jerry tells me to feel. If he's upset, then I'm upset. If he's yeah, and that's up- an indictment on how you played this year. And, yeah. and it, it, when's the last time it's ever happened? They got flexed out. It, it literally never happened. Never's before. happened. And you're like, okay, this is like really, we're hitting rock bottom because it never happens. I mean, the Browns are a much better team this year. The Giants, I mean, but the Giants and the Browns and you're the Cowboys, I mean, you know, have a little respect for, for who yeah. you're, what the, the, the star that you're wearing. And that's, that's what I'm saying. And again, even, even if you don't have right. that respect, yeah. if, if you can come to that conclusion on your own, at least you did that. But he didn't even do that. He said, yeah. uh, he said oh, I'll be upset if Jerry tells me to be upset. But if he's not upset, then I don't need to be upset. And that's, that's the problem to me is you should not your, – your every decision should not rest on the way Jerry feels about it. You should have your own feelings about it. Jalen is the only player I've ever heard, uh, and I've said this before, say that he wanted to be a captain. When he got his extension with the Cowboys in that press conference, he, sa- he called himself a leader, and he said, eventually I'm going to be a captain to the Dallas Cowboys. See, That's- I don't have I – I think we've talked about it. I don't have a problem with that. Me neither. I, think every, I mean, I think everyone wants to be a captain. Hell, I wanted to be a captain because it's, re- it's respect from your sure. organization and your teammates. But if you're, so if I don't you're have gonna- a problem with that. I don't either. But if you're gonna if you're gonna put that out and you're you like you wanna be that leader, that alpha yeah, guy, then I know then, you then wanna gotta, you need to play like it. You need to be and, that yeah. example. And yeah. and you have to be the guy that's it. it would Tony, it would you gave a, how many thousand media interviews in your life? It would have been so easy to have said, you know, oh hey Jalen, you know, you were flexed off Sunday football. How's it make you feel? It would have been a cookie cutter answer, but say like, off, man. yeah, say, you know what, we're, yeah. we're, we're the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The standard here is to be the best. You know, we're working on, on getting that back. And that would have been a lame cliche answer, but it would have been a million times better than what he said. <laughs> um, and, and he he played OK. I, I, I'm trying not to just like own in on Leighton Vanderish had a bad moment um, and now apparently has a high ankle sprain. Uh, so his status is in doubt. I did want to shout out Neville Gallimore. The, the fellow Oklahoma defensive tackle who once was a 7-5, but apparently was too good for it, uh, <laughs> in, in like 96 better. Uh, but he, he – and I think – I'm curious if you agree. I think Jim Tom Sula deserves a lot of props. Uh, Jim Tom Sula we, – we've talked about a lot of defensive tackles playing well for the Cowboys. Tristan Hill was playing really well before he got hurt. Antoine Woods has played really well this wow, year. Wow, we forget about Tristan Hill, man. That's been a long time ago. Right. And, and yeah. now Neville Gallimore's playing mm-hmm. well. Jim Tom Sula is making it work. Yeah. Yeah, I think – and, and look, I, I, th- I don't know if we talked about this last week, but, uh, you know, Stephen and Jerry come out and said that Mike McCarthy's job is safe, but there's going to – Mike Nolan's probably not going to come back. And so Mike Tom Sula, uh, I don't know. If it, it seemed like he was talking about all – a majority of the, the, the staff. So that will be a guy that they need to really think about right. if they're going to bring back as – the defensive line, but your point, I think he's really done a, a, a nice job. Um, Neville Gallimore, I, I, he's a rookie. I mean, he's he's a, he's a young guy, but he does still have the op- he's got the capability to be a, a force up the field, and um, so I it was good to see him make some some negative plays. I mean, they need they need a lot more of that. They need to be able to feed off that. And uh, to, Tristan Hill was a great story. Consider coming this season, right. he was kind of on the bubble. And, oh, he was, you know, he was Gerald McCoy got yeah. injured this year. And so the door was open and he took advantage of it. Um, 
Tony, so I do a show on the Espionation NFL show mm-hmm. with uh, with Rob Guerrero. He's a 49ers fan. He told right. me something last week that I have never heard before. Uh, he said that with the, the lone year that Jim Tomsula was the head coach of the 49ers, that he used to go around the locker room and he would be the guy that picked up the towels, like with the, the bin, you know, that wheels it around. Mm-hmm. Can you in all of like I'm talking high school through the NFL, no, ever imagine the head coach doing that? No, no. I, but maybe it's uh, I think that really and maybe as I get older, it's kind of like making your bed in the morning. You know, uh, you feel a little bit better about yourself and, and, it, and I, organized I thought of it as a, to wake up, but yeah. going to a locker room and seeing stuff all over the place and, you know, picking up towels. But I've never, I, I think the message you send is like, look, I'm not too good to be in here doing this. Oh, totally. You I know, just, I'll, I'll, it was, I'll play, it was, I'll be equipment manager. I'll be the guy in the locker room picking up, you know, towels or whatever it may be. But I think that's a good example to set for people. Well, and I, I took it as, or, or saw it as, um, you know, there, there are so many coaches, so many people, so many, you know, staffers that people never hear about that are very close with NFL players, as you know, uh, because they do things like that because you see them every day. They bring you your water or whatever. They handle your meals or whatever. And I thought of it as that that might have been his opportunity to talk with guys. Right. Like yeah. wheeling the thing around. Like I'm not like, above the. I'm not above this. I can. Right. Yeah, and, you know, hey, hey, Casillas, this towel yeah. is disgusting. You know, like whatever. Just, you yeah, know, getting had, that one on one. He had gloves on when he picked up those towels. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was fascinating. Um, okay, Tony. So um, Christmas is this week. Um, what what is the one gift you're hoping for? Wow. Uh, get rid of COVID nineteen. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I think, I think the world shares that. Yeah. Yeah. In health and happiness, and you know, uh, I always like spending time with my family. I mean, it's a time where you just put the brakes on and just try not to think about all the crud that you got going on in your life, and not think about you know, how bad you got it and think about what, how bad other people have it. And I'm not trying to get all philosophical and, you know, just trying to, you know, just to the emotional part of it. But I just, I, I, you know, to me, that's, that's what I'm looking at. And, and, um, you know, I think one of the best gifts I got the other day is that someone knocked on the door and some people have done some work for us, uh, they were dressed up in Santa Claus, delivered me some homemade tamales. Right on. So uh, I posted that picture of that. And uh, look, I think that, you know, to me, I think that that's, I mean, we've got so much suffering going on today and just a lot of other things. But um, yeah, I think that that's what, you know, just to have some calmness, man, and, and everyone stay healthy in everything that's going on. How about yourself? Uh, I echo that. Um, you know, it's it's been... Um, certainly quite the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, last week I had a meeting and it was kind of a Christmas social over zoom. Uh, we all talked about what we were grateful for this year and you know, kind of a, a personal or professional win. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I know you and I've talked about my wife and I, we moved this year in the middle right. of COVID mm-hmm. and, and now we live in the same neighborhood as my parents. And I'm just, um, I'm, I'm an only child. And so, you know, for me to have the, the three people I love most That's in, great, in man. the world, just, you know, right around all the time mm-hmm. in, in my wife and, and my folks and, and obviously our little dog. Um, it's just, you know, I get to play golf with my dad, you know, all the time now. And it's just some, something I never thought would be the case. And so um, I, I really enjoy that. And I'm just, I'm really grateful. And I hope uh, for the sake of literally of humanity that this, you know, the 2021 is, is a more prosperous year for everybody. Speaking um, of golf, you and your dad made me, made me think about Tiger Woods and his protege son, Charlie. That was I mean, sick, that was pretty- man. That was sick, wasn't it? 
That was honestly his swing. I mean, they're they're like twins, man. I um <laughs> everything what, what, mannerisms, everything they do. It's just crazy. So Genetics. I don't I like, and maybe this is a weird way to think about it, but I honestly felt the most amount of things for Justin Thomas uh, because on Saturday you're talking about the PNC Championship, Tiger yeah, Woods and his son. Right, for yeah. any, anybody mm-hmm. that didn't see, played together. And Justin Thomas, um, who's one of the top golfers in the world, played with them on Saturday with his dad. And I thought about, you know, JT grew up idolizing Tiger and is now very close with him and, you know, is very close with Tiger's son in, in a playful, friendly way. And I thought about, like, how sick must it be for JT to be playing a competitive round of golf with his dad next to his boyhood idol in Tiger Woods, who is now his friend and Tiger's son, who he can, he can now help like mentor to be the future generation. Like it was, I thought like it had to have been the coolest thing to be JT. Yeah. And to your point about being able to play golf with your, with your, your dad, I mean, my dad never played golf and, you know, my sons play golf now and it's just a quality time you get to spend on a golf course and, and look to be able to experience that. I mean, there's nothing better than that, man. Four or five hours of laughs and cutting up and, having a little competitive golf and sure you know it's it's you can't replace that man i agree um okay tony two last ones and they're very quick Mm -hmm. the first one did the dallas cowboys beat the philadelphia eagles on sunday Uh, it's a christmas holiday (laughs) uh i'm gonna go no oh see i think the cowboys win um my other well i mean this obviously the cowboys lose that ends it but do the carolina panthers help them out and beat the Washington football team. Gosh, no, I think I oh, think it'll you be think they, both losses. You're calling. Yeah, I think Ron Revere for some reason, you know, beat his old team. I I, I don't know. I, I look I, as much as I bet against the Cowboys last weekend, and they end up winning. But um, I don't know. I, I just don't feel good about this one against the Eagles. Okay, well, um, I think the Panthers do win. By the way, I think it sets up, you know, kind of nice. Uh, for the Cowboys next week. I think we all hang on one more week. Um, but I do think that there is going to be some Jalen on Jalen crime this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts on Jalen Smith. I think at one point, Hurts is going to break loose and it's going to have Smith one-on-one. And I think it's not going to end well for the Dallas Cowboys linebacker. Um, so, but hey. Uh, I thought you were least- going the other way with that, considering you're picking them to win. <laughs> no, but at least Jalen Smith's fighting Irish made the playoff over my Aggies. What? Well, that's another. That's another another show we need to discuss on the craziness. You know, real quick, Ohio State made it into the playoffs. I don't have a problem with that. Only honestly. five games. The reason why I'm whispering because my wife is in the other room and she went to Ohio State, and I, I want her to be happy over the holiday. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I truly don't have a problem with – for anyone – because I got a lot of tweets like, how do you feel as an egg, blah, blah. I don't have a problem with Ohio State. But I, I do have – I have a, I have an issue with Notre Dame. I mean, they yeah. play them twice and get their ass kicked twice again. I and mean, you get I, your ass kicked the day before. The, you yeah. know, like, it, there, there's just something that, that tastes wrong about, oh, yeah, the team that just got mollywopped yesterday, yeah, they're mm-hmm. in the playoff. That just doesn't make sense to me. Hey, so. shout out to my centers for winning their sixth uh, Big 12 championship in a row. I saw you were there. Uh, looked yeah. like an enjoyable day. Hopefully, hey, I, uh, I will say this, RJ. For someone that's you haven't been in the building since COVID when the Cowboys have played, right? it seemed like there was twice as many people there, and the energy in that building was amazing in the Big 12 championship last weekend. It was, well, it was, it was a good environment. 
Congratulations to the Sooners, Tony. Um, I'm glad that your team could experience success. Um, I'm looking forward I'm sorry to about it. A&M, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, hey, it's getting better. It's getting better, gonna, brother. We're gonna go beat down Mac Brown's team like old times. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Uh, everybody, thanks uh, for listening to us. Have a very merry Christmas. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. This was the Seven Five Zero.